Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Well, hey guys. Howdy ho. We're, uh, we're back. Another episode here. We stopped counting a while ago. Yeah, we, we realize we're not smart enough to keep track of episodes, Barry, so we just, we just go with it. It's another episode. I'm not the, I'm not the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be, technically, because we don't count them. All right. So, All right. Uh, today we got another guest in the studio. Today we have uh, Barry Styles, which uh, happens to be my, uh, I guess you're a couple different things, uh, stepfather and uh, somewhat of a business partner. And a business point. partner as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, we had, uh, we had the, the stepfather thing came first. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had mom on, and uh, we, we covered a lot of things from my childhood, and she told the world how awesome of a kid I was. I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. The words were a little different from what I remember, but... She's not here now, so I can make them whatever I want to mm-hmm. be, Jason. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> But uh, as we got on down the timeline of life, uh, somewhere there after college, this uh, this name popped up as Barry. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I got... <laughs> you're going to tell a story, aren't you? Can I tell the story? I don't care. So, I know the story you're going to tell. I got so many Barry stories. <laughs> um, and, and the one of them is, is somewhat embarrassing on his behalf. <laughs> this was, by the way, happened almost to the day really i mean it was probably within a week of the first date i had with your mom <laughs> so oh God. so to just to to backstep and kind of fill in some voids um you know my dad had got killed in an accident and uh mom didn't really date a whole lot for uh, hellberry you may better several years yeah it was, it was uh, several years seven eight years yeah and honestly barry was probably the first like true serious relationship, the two, two, the first guy she ever dated, where I thought, well, this may turn into more than just you know testing the waters type situation. Right. There was a few other things in there, and, and mom, honestly, 
in mom's defense, I was already out of school. My other two brothers were in school, and, and whenever the accident happened with dad, that was the last thing on her mind. She was pretty focused on making sure us kids were good and on her own. Right. And then at that point, everybody left the house, and she's home alone, and, and nobody yeah. wanted that, including us. So I was kind of glad to see her, you know, get out and, and date and, and, and do some things. And mm-hmm. she was uh, very, you'd probably agree to this, she was very cautious about that. Very, yes. I, I remember the first time, uh, the very first date we went on, she wouldn't let me come to the house to pick her up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's because she wanted to protect her boys. I don't think it had anything at all with my, to do with my reputation. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, but one thing, that in, and I've told Barry this before, one thing that made it pretty easy for us, or at least made it pretty easy for me, was, like, he's the exact opposite of dad. Like, they're, like the, the, the chances of him replacing dad or filling that role are, like, slim to none. Like, it's just not going to happen. Did you know dad? I was going to say, I mean, I, I didn't know when we would, or how we would segue into that, but I was just going to make the comment that really everything starts with your dad. Yeah. It really does, because your dad and I were friends. I mean, we, uh, your dad was two years ahead of me in high school, and uh, we participated in sports uh, together. We were on the track team. Uh, I, I played some different sports with him. He was football and track, and I was more basketball and track. But we were on the track team together. But uh, it goes much further than that. I've, I've known um, he, he, your dad had a brother, has a brother named Ed that was in my class, which he's <laughs> Ed, kind of a knucklehead. Yeah. But <laughs> Ed, if you're listening to this, I like you, man. No, no, uh, but Ed, Ed, just to throw another little fun fact in here, Ed, my uncle Ed, is the one that Aaron's dad, Popeye, bought the bar from. Really? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Frank, Michael's dad, and I, uh, you know, we used to we used to even do a little running together uh, back in the day. And uh, but but the interesting thing is, as the high school years go, you know, proceeds and and we we graduate and move on with our life. um, I did not know your mom. Your mom was, gosh, I guess your mom was five years younger than your dad because she's three years younger than me. And I just didn't know her. And uh, so I, I mean, I it's just ironic. I knew your dad really well and I didn't know never, your mom never, at all never knew who mom was yeah but with all that being said I think you would agree that you and dad were two totally different. yeah I yeah mean, yeah I, you know, I would Barry say was so. the uh uh Barry was the the corporate guy in the office and and dad was the dirty guy in the bulldozer yeah. that's the best way I know to yeah. describe it in layman's terms so right I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, too, your dad was one hell of an athlete, too. He was a great football player. And uh, in track, he really shined in track because he was a sprinter. And, um, I mean, he ran, like, 10-second uh, 100-yard dash. I mean, he, he was he was the real deal when it came to athleticism. So I'll, I'll uh-huh. tell a quick little fun story on that. Dad always had this uh, – he had two people he really looked up to in life, and one was Coach Bussey. Yep. And one was Coach Talbert – or Tally. 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 Tally yeah. Bussey was the – track coach and tally was the football coach and and dad had these guys up on a pedestal and, and i got to know coach bussy i never I, I got to meet coach tally a few times but i didn't get to know him the same way i knew coach uh, uh, bussy but whenever i was in high school years later i had coach bussy as my driver's ed coach or my oh. driver's ed teacher and like 
I don't know, it was like a, a, a six-week class or something. So like three weeks into this class, he figures out who my dad is, and I got an ass chew, and then I wasn't running track. I'm like, I don't think you understand, buddy. Yeah. Them jeans did not trickle down. <laughs> you, you know, my definition of anchor to the relay is a whole different type of anchor. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's made of metal, right, your yeah. anchor. Yeah. The, the interesting sidebar to that is, in, in my opinion anyway, is that Coach Bussey, who is your dad's track coach, was uh, is is an Indiana State Hall of Fame coach. Oh, uh, coach yeah, the real deal. Coach Tally is also in the Indiana coaches football coaches Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and our basketball coach from that same period of time uh, was is also in the Indiana Hall of Fame. So they, it was just so so different that we had all three of these really really big name coaches in the same high school. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, you know, the joke was whenever I went to school, uh, I graduated from the same school that Barry and my dad did. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was in high school, I went there for four years and we won four football games. Whenever they were in school, they went there four years and lost four football games. Yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> like, that they, you know, dad, dad. Your dad wrestled, played on one of the undefeated teams. Yeah, and, and dad wrestled for four years and only lost two matches, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he still holds up. He still holds track records at Tell City, mostly because they switched from the standard to the metric system. Yeah. So some of those those ones that were set in the, like the hundred yard dash, right? Yeah. You know, some of those records still stand there. So and it just so happened that um, it, with the tragic passing of Michael's dad, um, uh, about the same time, and I mean it was like the same year, I think, is when my first wife and I um, uh, kind of decided to go our separate ways. So, um, and then I don't think me, and I, like I said, I did not know your mom at that yeah. time. I didn't know her. And I mean, I knew who she was cause we're from a small community, but I, I'd probably never spoken to her. And I think our first date was, um, might've been like three and a half years later. Yeah, it was, it was, it was several years after cause I was already out of school. I was in college or just, actually I was doing my internship in college. Yeah. I think my brother graduated, had just graduated. Greg had just graduated. And Andy would have been a uh, freshman, going to be a sophomore, I believe. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the, the story. Buddy. Yeah, here we go to the story. So go ahead and get this <laughs> well, one We had to with. get all the backstory <laughs> there to get the story. So at this time in my life, I'm working for a local construction company. And... Um, and we're doing some remodel work, mostly kitchen and bath. So we dabbled in a little bit of everything. And uh, we get this uh, work order to go to this Styles house. I, I, I have no idea who this guy is. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get there, and, and I, I think we were taking – was it the we were turning the old garage into like a living space or something, if I remember right. Well, what we were doing is we were switching things around. The living room was going to be turned into the dining room and the dining room slash kitchen was going to be turned into like a living area. So, yeah, there was going to be some walls coming down. And it was my bachelor pad at the time. Okay. So I was I was right. kind of fixing it up. So we, we go in there and the first thing we got to do is re- rearrange some furniture. Mm-hmm. So I go to move this couch. The couch bumps the end table. It's got a candle warmer on it and it spills okay. wax all over this couch. And I'm like, what kind of blankety, blankety, blank guys over here with a stinking candle warmer just going off? <laughs> 
So I call my I'm boss. Sure, I'm sure my manhood was questioned. Yeah. You know, with, so I'm, I like, I'm like just, yeah. I'm, I'm mad that I did it. I'm just perturbed that this guy's got a candle warmer. Like, who, yeah. the, who the hell has a damn candle warmer? You know what I mean? I do. But hey, whatever. <laughs> so anyways, I get a hold of Bernie. I'm like, you know, I screwed up. And he's he gets service pro out there. And we clean this couch up. And all's good. And, you know, and and life goes on. And. And then, because I don't think I even met you. The whole I don't time think I you knew here. who like, I, I was, was at all. At he house. didn't even know what I looked like. I, I had no clue thinking, what yeah. he looked like. No clue. I mean, I, I was working through the contractor, and oh crap, Barry! It was like probably four or five years later we get <laughs> we to talking about out. this. I, I finally connected all the dots. Like he was the guy with the candle warmer. Now he's dating my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And 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 I I I have to say. The cam the candle warmer was a gift. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't buy a candle warmer. I used it, but right. it was a gift. So. Well, I don't see anything wrong with uh, room smelling nice. Exactly. Yeah, well, and, exactly. And, and so did the couch after I got done. Well, in, in Barry's defense, he's probably lucky that it wasn't a real candle because so, you would have burned the damn house down. Here's the here's the kicker to this whole thing. So once I connect the dots and I confront or talk to Barry about this, he's uh-huh. like. He goes, I was wondering why that couch looks so good. He goes, that thing went straight to the dump. We are getting rid of it anyways. <laughs> yeah. I refurnished the whole house. So they, they, got, they got a little uh, uh, upset about that. So that's, that. uh, yeah, that's my first, uh, that's, that's my Barry story. We always, we, we get it. We, we joke about it and, and have, have a lot of fun with so it. So really the first time that I saw your mom um, that, that were, and this was probably a year or so before I ever asked her out. But I, um, the thing about your mom, your mom's got three boys, you being the oldest, and I have two boys. So we've got five boys between us. And of course, you guys are all adults now. But back in those days, uh, uh, I think uh, Ben was in high school. My Ben was in high school, and Brad was just starting college. But um, um, yeah, I think Brad had just graduated whenever we kind of started. Yeah, went a little yeah. Bit. So one night I had Ben and Brad, again, my boys at my house, and we went out to dinner, and, and Brad always wanted to drive, so he drove my car, and we went down to the Post, which was a restaurant in downtown. And uh, we're down there, and um, we had dinner, and uh, we got back to the house, and, and uh, Brad had lost my keys and so um he (laughs) so i said well really the only place that i can figure the keys would be would be at the restaurant right so uh, i had brad get in his other car he took me back down to the restaurant and we were sitting in this booth and i'm in this booth at this restaurant i mean just digging into this booth moving the the cushions off to the side and i got my head buried down there trying to see if my keys are in there and I look up, and your mom and her friend Sheila were sitting at a table, and they were just kind of staring at me. <laughs> and my bad ass was just staring at him right in the, in the face, you know. And uh, I said, oh, hi. <laughs> and they go, they said, hi. And I said, I'm, I'm looking for keys is what, what I'm doing here. So I, uh, I found the keys, and I left. And um, your mom told me later, she said, Sheila said, Maybe you can go out with Barry. And she goes, Well, I ain't going out with that dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he can't just, even keep track of his keys. <laughs> sounds like sounds just like something mom would say. <laughs> anyway. Mom's uh if you haven't figured out yet, mom's a very uh, independent yes. uh, very independent individual to uh say the absolute least. She really is in uh, a strong woman. I mean a very strong woman and, and um 
Uh, like I said, our, our first date, um, I wasn't allowed to pick her up. Um, a mutual friend picked her up and then we met somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she, uh, um, but, uh, you know, as far as the personal relationships were concerned, I think it's, it's awesome. Our, we're just very blessed, I think our family is, because Michael and Andy and Greg uh, on the Simon side of, uh, of our family and then I've got Brad and Ben on the style side of the family, and, and all five of them just mesh so well. Everybody gets along really well, and I think they I think, think it helps, too, that, um, you know, a lot of us are already either leaving the house or in the process of leaving the house, too. So sure. We never, we never had to all live together. Right. Well, we didn't have to all live together. And I, I will tell you, and, and I don't know who all is going to listen to this out there, <laughs> but uh, your mom and I both felt very strongly that – you know, we were going to do things the right way. We didn't want to put our kids in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, we didn't stay the night at each other's house or anything like that. Um, um, you know, that, that didn't happen because right. we, we had respect for our children. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I wish that would occur more. <laughs> I think it needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, so fast forward and Barry, I don't, you and mom probably dated for six, eight months where she like even let us know you existed or, yeah. um, are we even really new? Like we were starting to kind of figure out some hints that something was going on, but I, 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 I got a quick story about that too. Uh, this was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first time I really talked to your mom was actually, was actually on her birthday, which is August 19th, right? So, um, um, I think I asked her out like two, two weeks after that. So we're talking about the August, September timeframe. Mm-hmm. So this, as time goes on, we go through the winter and I think the first time I ever saw Andy and really talked to Andy as, as I was, uh, was the next spring when I was mowing your grass. I, I told you, cause I, I worked for a power equipment company. I got I always had a nice lawnmower, and I I, mm-hmm. I mowed your guys' grass. And <laughs> your mom said, "Dandy came home and said, who's the guy out there mowing the grass?'" <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, we uh, we we went nice and slow. That was good. Yeah, I'm trying to think the first time that um, I don't know if I remember the first time we met, or if she introduced you, or um, do you recall any of that? Gosh, the first time I met the boys. God, when would that have been? It was. Pro- I, I'm. I'm going to say, Mike, on. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was probably a holiday. For, yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe you, you left such an impression. I just don't remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was really trying not to mess it up. <laughs> you know, so. I can see mom now. She's probably got a checklist of do's and don'ts. You yeah. know? <laughs> don't talk to this person. Don't say this to that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, avoid Randy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, that, that's good advice there. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so, you know, a uh, soft start, slow start, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, it the, it, it kind of just evolves slowly over time would be the best way to put it. So the main question I got for you, and we've talked briefly about this from time to time, but we got to, we got a unique family dynamic, to say the least. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> there, there's a lot of very strong personalities, a bunch of stubbornness, a bunch of hard-headedness, yep. um, honoriness. Yep. Um, we could put a lot of adjectives behind a lot of things going <laughs> on. So, 
Um, like at any given point, like after you kind of got to know us a little bit, did you think, what in the hell did I get myself into? A uh, couple of times, a couple of times, but you know, and again, I, I wish I could, I could spin this with, uh, comically a little bit, but I, I really can't. I, you know, the, the honest to God's truth was I just had an enormous, and still do, have an enormous amount of admiration for your mother because when you stop and think, and like I said, I knew your dad. Your dad was a great guy. Right. I mean, a great guy. And and I, I don't want to dwell on, on sadness or anything, but your family went through a tragedy. I mean, that was a tragic thing to happen. And, and um, here, your mother, a, a relatively young woman with three boys at home, um, the youngest, I think, a freshman in high school. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't want to quote on this, but I think it was between Andy's sophomore, freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then after meeting you, you boys years later, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm thinking it was three to three and a half, maybe close to four years later, realizing what you'd been through, and. Uh, I mean, what happened, and you probably know this better than anyone, but, but your mom, she just put her arms around you boys, and, and she did everything she could to raise you. Yeah, that was, that that was, was her focus. That was her priority. And that was not, I mean, she didn't, uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, there are people out there that would go, go chasing after somebody to take care of them. No, your, your mom was taking care of things. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, was just such a strong approach and so admirable that um, um, I was um, I, I've always just really been impressed by that and uh, I think you know me uh, you know well enough now that you know with my boys and everything I was always the more the strong hand with with my boys as well I mean I was a disciplinarian and I you know I expected certain standards of behavior and I expected certain things from them in terms of um, you know how they behaved and how they acted and and so from that perspective i think your mom and i agreed a lot on how yeah. how to raise children and and you know what our family means to us so that that's a really strong beginning for right for a couple and i you know I, um so i'm i'm trying to uh, this it seems like years ago because there's so much stuff that transpires yeah. in between. But uh, so, and I'll let you take this any way you want to take it, Barry. But you and mom dated for what, two, three years? Well, let's see. Um, it would have been three years. Yeah. We dated three years before we got and married. And then uh, I come home one day and Barry's gone. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, and of course, you know, I, I, I make sure mom's all right, you know, what's going on. And yeah, she, uh, she explained some stuff to me and, um, I, you know, I supported mom and whatever sure. she decided, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I wanted mom to find somebody. She has a lot of stuff to offer somebody. She don't need to go through the rest of her life lonely or whatever. But if, yeah. if Barry's not the right guy, Barry's, Barry's not the right guy. So, um, uh, what year or so? We were only apart for about six months. Okay. It seemed like a lot longer. Because you than secretly that. dated them again. 
Oh. <laughs> we we started. You, you remember, remember that slow process? That started all over. Very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it so much the first time. He decided to break up and do the second time. <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, and I, you know, we're we're kind of opening some uh, some things there that that I think, again, we we became stronger because of. But uh, you know, my profession, I uh, just a little. And, and I'm, I'm just saying this because you almost have to paint the picture a little bit, right? So, you know, I mean, I you can go as far or as, as not as far. I mean, you, this is up to you whether or not you want to go. Well, I mean, you mentioned I, I, that, that, that I, I lived in the corporate world, which I did. I right. mean, I, um, I, I went to, to school at Indiana University. I got a degree in um, uh, business from, from IU and um, started a career in sales, worked in sales for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years, started rising up through the ranks. And at the time that uh, uh, your mom and I were, were um, started our relationship, I was director of sales for a, a pretty nice sized company, about a half a billion dollar a year company out of Wisconsin. And I was traveling a lot. And um, I had a lot of responsibility. I was, I was pretty much responsible for all sales in the Western Hemisphere. I was, I was in charge of North America, Canada, South America, had to do a lot of traveling. And, uh, you know, those were some, some of those days, you, you know, you had your martini lunches and uh -huh. things of that nature. And, um, 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 you know, I, I drank and I, I drank socially. And, um, but it, like anything, it, it got to be a little more than it should have. Uh -huh. And um, uh, it, took, uh, it took some... Um, some study on my part and some analysis and, and where do I want my life to go, you know? And, um, you know, I had two boys of my own that I was concerned about. I got to the point where uh, I just needed to do a reshuffle. And um, part of that reshuffle was um, r really doing a self inventory. Me and your mom split up for about six months and um, I decided I wanted to go in a different direction. and. That, that direction did not include alcohol. So right. um, I so, gave up alcohol about 14 years ago. So a couple things that I remember from this time period, and I don't know if me and you've ever talked about this before. I don't think so. Really it might be this is the first time. So Barry's <laughs> going to probably hear some of this for the first time. So um, in the early, the first phase of Barry, <laughs> we'll call it phase one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope that's a fair title. But uh, there, there was two different Barry's. Um, and, and the berry that was um, sober or not drinking or however you want to word it, I don't know what the proper terminology is for it. Um, I mean, I really liked it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I seen, you know, mom being happy with him for a long time. I seen him fitting into our family. I, you know, I, the puzzle pieces were falling together. Um, you know, no red flags, nothing of concern. You right. know, I, I was pretty damn content with life at that point, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then I only witnessed it probably a handful of times, but honestly, one time's enough. There's the, the bear that drank too much, and mm -hmm. he's the cocky, arrogant, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Barry that's uh, got himself up here, and he's looking down on you, and mm -hmm. you guys know me well enough. That, I don't care. We're all going to look at each other eye to eye. We ain't going to climb ladders or look down yeah. on people. And, 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 and I don't drink, so... Not that that played in, not that I judge anybody that does, but it yeah. it exaggerates that a little bit. 
But I never did say anything to mom. I kept all that to myself. It mm-hmm. was mom's decision to mm-hmm. put up with that, not my decision to put up with that. I wasn't the one that had to live with him at that point. Sure, you know. And, and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't, I didn't want to ever say anything to mom that would influence a decision that she may regret. So right. I kept my mouth shut. Um, but whenever I believe mom made the decision to um, pull back from Barry, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, mm-hmm. um, you know, me and mom had some conversations about that. So one, I give mom a whole lot of credit of recognizing that herself yeah. and realizing that she needs to, uh, she never, as far as I know, she never asked Barry to change. Nope. Um, she just didn't like what she was dating at that time. Mm-hmm. And, well, and so I give mom a lot of credit for that. And as far as I know, and I believe this to the day, that Barry did not change for my mom. Barry changed nope. for himself. And that's yeah. the only reason why it's stuck and it's worked. I, I I appreciate that perspective because it's it's totally accurate. I mean, uh, um, the only way don't for for anyone who's dealing with any kind of addiction or any type of uh, dependency on on any substance, really, the only way you're going to quit is if you're ready to quit yourself. Mm-hmm. You you can't do it for anyone else. You have to do it for yourself. And whether your mom and I would have ever gotten back together or not, I'm I'm very confident that I would have still chosen the sober route that's that's you know i still had two boys that i um i was concerned about being a better role model for them and and uh, you know that that that's just the, the the route i chose and and you know i think um i'm i think we're all certainly me and your mom are blessed because i think we have a great life together now but i know personally i'm blessed that it that Route took us back together, and right. here we are. You know, we got now. We've got five boys between us. Uh, all five boys are married with their own families. We've got uh, our number eight, nine, and ten grandchildren are due uh, this spring. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's quite a it's quite a life. So Barry, I, I think I remember this right, but Barry has the um, shows up at a. So Barry reappears, and I'm pretty sure, like I had a heads up that this was coming, but I'm pretty sure Barry reappeared at Jen and I's wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm back, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, Bob did give me a heads up that, uh, you know, Barry may be coming back. And, and, and I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of, I had a lot of questions. I feel like I was the uh, the adult in the relationship instead of the kid for change, you know. Right. And uh, but I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, we both had the same goal as you know, just wanted mom, just wanted mom to uh, mom to be happy. So you guys, after you got back together, well, you dated for two years or so, mm-hmm. yep. and then um, um, they end up. Well, getting- uh, we dated for a year. We were broke up for about six months we got back together we dated for about another year and a half before we before we tied the knot yeah and you know mom was uh kind of you know she had her big wedding with dad mm-hmm. uh, i didn't even go to their wedding they flew to hawaii we did we flew to maui and it's funny um, um your your grandmother your your mom's Janice. I don't yeah. know if people know who Janice is. But yeah, people watch the YouTube channel, dude. She's a okay. big celebrity. Yeah. So so Janice was big about wanting to be a part of our wedding, you know. And Paula and I both said, no, no, we're we're just we're gonna fly to Hawaii. We've already got it set up. We've 
We've got a witness there that's going to stand up for us and everything. And Janice goes, well, she said, you know, we could, me and Bob could fly over. We could fly the kids over. We could, have, you know, and, and, and Paula says, no, Mom, that's not what we're going to do. She goes, well, then you need to have a reception. And we go, no, we don't, you know, we don't really want to do that. And she goes, well, she goes, I'll, she goes, I'll handle everything. She said, I'll handle everything, and we'll, we'll put a reception together. And your mom goes, well, you know, where are you going to stop it? You're going to, yeah. you know, you're going to, you're going to, okay, you're going to invite brothers and sisters. You're going to invite aunts and uncles. You're going to invite cousins. You're going to, you know, how far do you want to take this? And, and Jazz goes, now nah, you're right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we, fl- we flew to Maui. We got married. We stayed 10 days in Maui. We came back, and, and uh, uh, that's, I, I we moved into the house in Troy, and that's the first night I spent in the house in Troy. So, yeah. So, <laughs> there's so many places we could go with this. I'm not sure which direction I want to go <clears throat> from here. So, um, basically, in so many terms, I mean, I'm a Simon, but you married into the Harpenau family. Yes. And, um, man, I, I, there's no way to describe this because people don't know the Harpenau. But the Harpenau family around here is kind of known for being... Uh, how would you describe it? I, that's a good question. How would you describe the Harbinow family? Wow. Um, <laughs> how would you describe the Harbinow family? Um, strong, strong-willed, uh, strong people, um, hardworking. Um, um, it depends on where you want to pull your 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 Uncle Rick into that, oh, <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we might leave him where he's at, but. Um, um, uh, you know, your grandpa Harpenau is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. I mean, uh, some of you may have seen, um, you know, the mine episode. I don't know if you've launched that yet. No, it hasn't been out yet, but it will be out on the YouTube well, channel at some point. Well, when people hear that and see that, they're going to get a piece of what I'm talking about. But, you know, your grandpa started with nothing. I mean, he started with nothing. You know, he... Uh, um, and he's he's grown it into being one of the one of the uh, larger landowners in the, in in this part of the state, really. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, a company that he formed is probably one of the most successful companies also in the state. So, I mean, it's just really an impressive story. It really mm-hmm. is. I think from a, a family perspective, and I've seen this a lot growing up, and. I don't want this to come across the wrong way, Barry, so, so jump in here if, if you think it sounds that way. But when it comes to the Harpenau family, you're kind of in or out. Um, they, you know, we, they interact and they have their hands in so many things that your time gets limited. Mm-hmm. So if you can bring something to the table and you have, uh, they, they're, that sounds bad because Grandpa's one of the fairest people you ever met. He yep. don't matter if you're a bum on the street. Mm-hmm. or you're driving down the road with a Bentley, he's going to treat you the exact same. Right. But whenever it comes to the close circle of the family. Mm-hmm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. There's, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty guarded circle. There's not a whole lot of people that get to the inner workings of it. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that see the family, but... I, I think you know what I'm trying to say. But I yeah, don't know I do. I mean, you, you know, I knew that I was a part of the circle when, um, and this was a good year after we were married, <laughs> after your mom and I were married, but uh, your grandpa came up to me one day and he just said, look, uh, I just want you to know I'm glad you're part of the family. And that was it. I mean, and so that 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 let me know that, that you know, I kind of made it in into the circle. So, but you're right. I mean, if there, there, for for one thing, Bob and Janice, your grandma and your grand grandpa, are both really family oriented, yeah. right? Yeah. Family means everything to them. So, uh, they're not out running with friends, and you know, your grandpa never was out on the golf course on the weekend. He wasn't. Your 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 grandma wasn't at the bridge club or anything like that. She, they were always about family. So when you're part of that family, yet that's you're part of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think because of the businesses and the and the connections and stuff, our family dynamic was quite a bit different than what most were. I I didn't know that growing up, mm-hmm. but looking back on it now makes mm-hmm. sense it, yeah. it, i, I kind of realized that um i don't want to get too far off subject here but it, it was it was weird for me growing up in some aspects because dad come from a i mean a dirt ass poor family mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. he slept with a bb gun to shoot the rats off of him in a house with holes in it dirt mm-hmm. poor that's not an exaggeration at the least right um you know so then you flip to mom's side of the family. Keep in mind, Grandpa Harpenau was in the same spot at one point in his life. But by the time I was born, by the time I come around, grand, Dad's family's still middle class at best. Mm-hmm. You know, Grandpa, he's made a pretty good living for himself now. So he's climbed the ladder to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a different standard. In my immediate family, a mom and dad and my brothers, we were back down to bottom in the middle class. So, right. 
you know, you go to one family event and everybody's in a suit and tie talking stocks and bonds. You go to another family event and they're they're playing yeah. poker for cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, which was really cool because I got to see both yeah. sides, both sides of it. And then my immediate family pod was somewhere in between that, which right. you know I kind of covered all three gamuts of the yep. social standards to some degree. And um, I definitely don't want to miss miss betray Grandpa though because he's the one that instilled in me. It don't matter if you got five dollars to your name or a hundred million dollars to your name. You still got something worth saying and listening to, and you treat that guy the same as yeah. mm-hmm. the next guy. You know what I mean? You right. you treat everybody the same, no matter what. Well, and and uh, you know your grandpa's eighty five years old, and he's he's losing uh, some of his memory and uh, certainly a short term memory. But if you ever want to just really have a good conversation with your grandpa, ask him about something that happened way back when. You know. And so um, I asked him about, you know, just the other day, he and I were talking, and I said, Bob, when did you go into the service? And because uh, he, was, he was in the Army, and he, he, he went in right after school, right after high school. Yeah. And I said, well, why? I said, did you join? And he goes, yeah. He said, something happened at home, made me mad. And he said, I don't even remember what it was. But he said, he said I went off, and he said, I joined the service. And uh, so then, you know, I wanted to know how he kind of got his start because he's a man of considerable means today. And, and I said, so what'd you do after you got, got out of the army? And he said, well, he said, I drove a milk truck for Holland dairy. He oh, said, I had a, I had a fired for turning it over. Yeah. <laughs> Get a cow pasture. He said, I, yeah, I had a, I had a uh, milk route and uh, I said, well, then how did you get, how did you get in the, in the insurance business? And, um, Michael's great grandfather was was killed in a mining accident, and that mining company had an insurance policy that was sold by this guy by the name I think his name was Bill El- Elmer. Uh, uh, Ellis is it Ellis or uh, something like that? Yeah, but he was out at Jasper, yeah, I and I never knew this. But uh, I asked Bob. I said, "So how'd you get in in the uh, insurance business?" He said, "Well, he said Bill Ellis or Bill Elmer." Um, got me in it. And I said, well, isn't that the guy that... I said, how'd you know him? And he goes, he's the one that sold my dad the insurance policy that paid for the mine. So it all came full circle. And I said, so how'd you get started in business? He goes, well, he said, I didn't make any money for a long time. He said, said, if I didn't sell anything, I didn't make anything. So your grandma was a beautician and she ran a beauty shop and that, and she pretty much supported them in the beginning. So, you know, everybody has their story and, and, but your, your grandpa is a real rags to riches story. It's an interesting I, deal. I do find it interesting though, that, um, you know, grandpa's dad, my great grandpa, um, started and ran a very successful business until he was killed. Mm-hmm. You know, grandpa mm-hmm. didn't get, didn't reap any benefits from that whatsoever. Right. Um, grandpa started a very successful, successful business and, succeeded and he was able fortunate enough to able to sell that and pass some of it yeah. on and uh i started a business i still get to see if it'll be successful or not but it's it's three generations of the same family mm-hmm. following the same right you know the same footprints I, I don't know if it's something in our blood or just something the way we think or what but we oh i think that definitely it i think it is uh i think you have to think I like a certain Barry's opinion on this because he's a true outsider looking in to some extent you know, well I, I think you do i think there is a certain uh way of thinking uh, a, a certain risk taking or maybe it's a certain confidence that you have that says look i can do this 
uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice on this because I have confidence that I can make it work. I think you exhibit that. Your, your grandpa certainly did. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think in, you know, we, we've started a business and your mom and I kind of semi retired and we started a business. And it's it's just something that's they say in your blood. Maybe that's one way to look at it. But I really think it's a it's a it's a way you I think. think at some point. I think at some point, um, I like challenging myself, and running a business is an ever-evolving challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, uh, it you never get complacent in it. And yeah. If you do, you're in you're in trouble. So, well, I, you know, I was I was always in the corporate world, and one of the things that your mother, your mother lived in a little town of Troy, Indiana, all of her life uh, until I came along. Uh, I think it's, it's probably I'm, one of the things I need to thank you for the most. Get out of there. <laughs> well, uh, I think, uh, see, I would have been, um, your mom was in her fifties probably, right? Yeah. She was probably yeah. 53 or 54 years old. And, uh, I get an opportunity to, to take over a company in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, let's, uh, let's not jump, let's not jump so far ahead there. Let's kind of, okay. uh, let's kind of, um, let's kind of maybe end the chapter there of, um, you know, uh, of how you and us and this whole relationship evolved and how you become part of the family. And I just appreciate your opinion on the family a little bit. Cause I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm proud of the family I come from mm-hmm. and that's not saying that from a bragging standpoint. Right. Um, but I appreciate Barry's opinion of it cause he's, he's, he's part of the family now, but, but he come, he come into the family as an outsider and kind of mm-hmm. got accepted in. So I just kind of like, I think he can maybe do a better job of explaining that than I can from some perspective. So I want to thank him for that. You bet. Uh, but uh, before you, well, way before you even met mom, you were a very accomplished uh, professional yourself. Well, I was fortunate. I, uh, I, I you know, I was always a, a pretty good student in school. So, and, you know, I, I uh, was fortunate to be able to, to um, you know, grab my group, degree from a one of the one of the top schools in the country and and um i made my made my way through the corporate world in sales and uh i've always always um so from what i understand barry and and I, I, we've talked about this story a lot but your your first big break was probably with a guy by the name of pete aarons is that correct was yeah pete uh, uh pete um, his family the aarons family uh is in the power equipment business um they uh, they manufacture a line of uh, commercial, or I should say, residential mowing equipment. And uh, back in the early '80s, they bought a company by the name of Gravely Tractor, which which catapulted them into the commercial mowing business, and virtually uh, virtually started. If if they didn't start it, they certainly expanded the zero turn uh, mowing uh, industry, and that's the skid steer type. Uh, mid-mount, mid-engine mowers that you see so much of out there. And, and Aaron's was on the forefront of that. I happened to work for the company at about that time. And uh, I actually started working for Peter uh, back in the early 90s. And um, Pete was a young man. Um, he was a third generation um, in, the, in the power equipment industry. Great guy. Um, taught me an awful lot. Uh, but he brought me in as, and made me uh, put me over the sales department um, for the parts division. So kind of like give us some stats. So kind of paint the picture of what the uh, what was it called Stins at this point? It was Stins Corporation was a company uh, in southern Indiana 
that uh, was started out as a family business um, and just a regional parts supplier. Actually, actually started out as a lawnmower repair shop, and over time, uh, they started supplying parts, hard to get parts to other uh, repair shops in the area. Um, the second generation uh, son came along and. And he expanded it regionally and then expanded it nationally. And when they went national with power equipment parts, and I'm talking about lawnmower blades, air filters, fuel filters, anything, any moving part that you see on a lawnmower. Uh, and the Aaron's company bought this company by the name of Stens Corporation. And the Aaron's company bought them uh, at about, a, um, I think it was about 1992, 1993 time frame. And then we took it worldwide so whenever so you got you got brought on about the same time they acquired this company right? that's correct and so whenever they acquired this company stands uh, uh peter or pete he's the the ceo he was he was the president, president right and and you were one of the first hires he had wasn't you? i was i was and he, he put me in charge of our package parts division uh, over the years um so whenever they whenever they purchased the company like what was the gross sales that year Oh gosh, um, we had we had not hit near twenty million yet. I, I thought I remember you telling me a, a statistic one time that it was whenever you guys acquired the company, it was about fourteen million yeah. in sales. Yeah, and I think it's worth adding that a little bit of that success is they were one of the first ones that started having an online presence. Correct, which would have been in the early nineties. So that's correct. So so. Pete has bought this, or Aaron's has bought this company. Uh, Pete's running it. Um, you're one of the first hires. You're, uh, in layman's terms, kind of in charge of sales and, and a mm -hmm. lot of different things. Um, so your 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 time there, like the, how many years did you work there? I worked for, gosh, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, I would say 20 years. Okay. So just... Um, I guess kind of elaborate on how it went from this $14 million a year company because whenever you left there, it was a, what, a $500 million a year company? Well, um, the Stins portion of it, the Stins portion of it was uh, smaller in the beginning and much larger at the end. We, right. we, we went just on the, on the parts side of things, we grew it to $90 million okay. in the time that I was there. And um, then, and you think about that. I mean, one of the most expensive parts you sell may be ten bucks. Correct. Yeah, that's a lot of damn parts. Correct. Yeah. And so we expanded it throughout South America. We expanded it through Europe. We and we did it through. Uh, well, the online presence was huge. Um, uh, we also used different distribution channels. So I don't want to bore people with that. But it was it was a. Uh, a, a really, really fun ride for about 15 years. Yeah, I, I guess the, the picture I'm kind of trying to paint here a little bit is you had an opportunity to get in there at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I know there's a lot of other people involved. And I don't want to discredit nobody, but but you and Pete kind of made a pretty good team. And we did. And, uh, you know, and, and you've met Peter. Yeah. Um, you know, he and I have stayed pretty tight through the years, even though we've kind of both went our – um, our own paths here in the last uh, seven or eight years, but uh, I know in some of your business ventures, we've we've pulled Pete in, and he yeah. sat down and has been gracious enough to 
to give us some insight and some of his advice. And I still lean on him from time to time. So, yeah, he's a great guy. So we got um, – so you, you gain all this knowledge, all this experience. I mean, um, I mean, Stins is, is no joke of an operation. I mean, it's, 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 it's the big time. It's the big leagues. It's what, it's what, it's what us little guys call the big leagues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, I mean, I guess, it, I, I, I guess the best way I know to word this is all good things got to come to an end. Um, yeah. I guess uh, Aaron's Lawnmower Corporation, which is the parent company, they decide they're going to sell this division off. They did. And um, they, I saw that kind of happening. I saw that coming down the line. And about a year before they sold the parts division, um, I had a decision to make. Uh, you know, you, your mom and I had, um, had been married for six or seven years, and, and um, things were going great. But... Uh, uh, at that point in time, I'd, I'd advanced to the director uh, director level with the company. I was director of sales, of, of worldwide sales. And, um, you know, the, ne- <laughs> the next step for me was Pete's job, and that probably wasn't going to happen, right? <laughs> my, my, my last name wasn't Aaron's, and I, I totally got that. So I had an opportunity to uh, – um, I, I was uh, – uh, contacted by a company out of Nashville is actually a Berkshire Hathaway company that which for people don't know a Berkshire Hathaway company is is owned by the Warren 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 Buffett yeah and uh, um, one of about 150 companies that he's got but um, uh, they were in the parts business much which where I cut my teeth but they were on the truck parts business no, from I remember some of these conversations and some of this I mean obviously I didn't have any influence in this decision but but we talked and, and I remember bits and pieces of this and and one thing I remember just to kind of note how good a guy Pete is I mean like you can find in him and he he actually encouraged you to make he did make make this move I mean that's correct Oh. I uh, I sat down with Pete and I told him about the opportunity. And the opportunity, in a nutshell, was uh, this company offered to bring me on as vice president of sales and marketing, and with the eventuality of becoming president of the company. And um, I, it was it was truly the the final two steps left in my career. I'd, I'd I'd reached the director level, and the next the next step for me was to run run a company, right? So I did. I sat down with Pete and I said, "Look, man, I, this is this is an opportunity." And and I said, "I want, and I, I'd like to get your take on it." And he goes, "You should do this." He said, "You should do this." He said, right. "This, this is uh, this is something that is um, is is the next step for you." You know. So the 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 <laughs> the curveball in that was it required relocation. It required relocation to. Nashville, Tennessee, which is a great place. Yeah, it's about uh, two and a half, three hours from where we're at. Yeah, home base here. And uh, but it's also coming home and uh, and talking to your mom about uh, leaving a place that she'd spent her entire life at and never lived anywhere else really. Uh, and uh, again, your your mom's a very strong woman, and and she didn't hesitate. She didn't hesitate at all. I mean, we. We put up the house for sale. We talked to you boys about it first, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'll just right. say this. I mean, it was Barry's decision to make. We had no business influencing it one way or another. But, 
Uh, Mom and Barry both kept us very well informed of the situation and what they were thinking. So we, we were never blindsided by anything. What entailed selling the house that you grew up in and that you were born in, right? Well, the house that my dad actually built. That your, your dad built, exactly. And then it, it would require us to, to pick up and move and, and buy a new house. You know, all that stuff that people do every day. But <clears throat> I think one other thing that... Uh, one other thing that played into this decision a little bit, and, and I never asked you this, either you may have more insight into this, but mom was a hairdresser her whole life. Mm-hmm. She was still cutting hair at this time. She was. And um, it was starting to wear on her body. I mean, her, her, her hands and her feet and, and different well, things Well, she'd like actually that. already had a couple of surgeries on her feet. Right. Uh, and so, so I think the one of the attractive things to mom was is, is this job was going to pay enough to where they didn't have to be also dependent on her income. Right. Um, I, mom, I mean, retire is not the word because she's never going to do no. that. But it, it allowed her to have, for the first time in her life, it, it allowed her to have the opportunity to change careers a little bit herself and uh, get off her feet and stop using her hands so much. It did, and it enabled her to, to uh, I don't know, I, I guess what I'd say, enjoy life a little bit. You know, we, 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 it, it enabled us to, to move to Nashville. We, we built a new home down there, actually bought a new home that was under construction. So, you know, she got to take that on as a, as a project and she got to kind of make that home the way she wanted it mm-hmm. and uh, allowed me to concentrate on, on my new responsibilities. And um, it, it, it was a really nice adventure for us. And it was, it was about a two year adventure for us. Um, uh, I went down there. We we had a lot of success in what we were doing. Yeah. So to interject here a little bit, from what I remember from that time in life is, <clears throat> whenever you guys moved to Nashville, it was a five-year plan. It was a five-year. You plan. you agreed to take over this company in stages. I I don't know what the terminology is, Barry. Mm-hmm. So forgive me if I speak out of term or use the wrong title here. But uh, this company hired you. Th- this company you took over was struggling. It was. Um, and basically, they hired you in hopes of um, turning it around. Well, you know, if for anyone who knows or has ever done any reading about Warren Buffett, he does not keep non-profitable companies. If you're the only, he only keeps profitable companies. And he doesn't sell companies. He shuts them down if they're not profitable. And, and uh, uh, he, you know, so uh, the company that I... Uh, um, went to work for. Can we can we say the name of it, or, is, or should we not do that? Yeah, sure. The name of the company was Fleetline, uh, and Fleetline was a manufacturer of truck, uh, class eight truck or semi truck component parts. Mm-hmm. Um, something you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and our our primary customer was the OEM or the original equipment manufacturer. We did business with the Peterbilts and the Kenworths and the Volvos and the uh, Errol, you know, you know, all those guys, Mac, uh, just to name some of them or most of them, and um, basically, I went in as vice president of sales and marketing. Um, the plan was for me to be somewhat of an understudy for a year, maybe a year and a half, um, with the eventuality of taking over the company. I started, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think. July 29th was my first day on the job. Um, on October the 1st, I got a call from the corporate folks to say, or to, 
let me know that I was taking over as president the following Monday. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, apparently they didn't like what, the, what they were seeing uh, at the time. So uh, I called uh, <laughs> I called your mom and I said, because at the time we hadn't even moved to Nashville yet. I yeah. mean, we didn't even move to Nashville to November. So your mom was back here uh, in Indiana and mm -hmm. I was down there. And I called her and I said, honey, I said, I, I, I think I just got promoted. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, to what? <laughs> you know, I, I said, well, so that, that happened. And, and it was, uh, it was a, a, a time where you kind of think, well, this is what I wanted and now I got it. So yeah. what do we do? So uh, those guys, you know, when you're, in that, when you're in that role and you got everybody depending on you in the company, we had you know, just dozens and dozens and dozens of employees, and you got engineers, and you got purchasing, you got um, accounting, you know, all, all these different disciplines within the business, and you got to fix some things because things aren't going right, right? And we were struggling at about a, you know, a, a low single-digit return, and, and that's just not good enough. And uh, I'll just fast forward and get through some of this stuff, but we made some changes. Uh, we, we, uh, you know, business to me is a lot, it's just logic. It's just common sense. You know, right. why are you doing certain things? If certain things doesn't need to be done, then cut them out right. and, and start focusing on what matters. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, it, I mean, there's a lot of little moving pieces there, but we just started focusing on what was important. And um, uh, we were able to, to turn that in mid-year, we were able to turn that from about a 1% or 2% return to about a 6% return the first year. And we got it up to about a 13% return the, the first full year I was there. We got it at about 14% my second year. And um, the, 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 the reason that came to an end was there was uh, actually three component, three companies under the Berkshire umbrella that did virtually the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you had three presidents running three companies doing virtually the same thing. And, uh, um, you know, they, they came they came to the three presidents and they said, look, we, we, we think it would behoove us to, to combine these companies. And uh, they made an offer uh, um, that, that I, I, I didn't want to turn down. So I accepted their offer and we moved back to Indiana and started the Derby market. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine going to working for, I, I, I don't know how to put this into perspective, but I could not imagine going to working for Warren Buffett to answering to my mother. <laughs> I mean, that's what he did. She's more demanding. <laughs> I know. I think I'd take Warren Buffett either. Like, I'd take my chances. She's more demanding. It, uh, she's, a, she's, a, she's a tough one. So, But, I mean, in reality, you, you got to hold that title. You were able to be successful at yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, and, and, and it accelerated your return uh, back here. I like what your mom said. They, she said they paid us a lot of money to go down there, and they paid us a lot of money to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're here? Great, get out. So I have to ask this question, and I, and I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So uh, you worked for Warren Buffett. How many times did you meet him? I never met him. I got a couple of emails from him. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I met with and... and uh, toured with, I mean, gave them tours of our facility, people that worked for him and out of his office. But um, Buffett was, uh, uh, you know, 
This is a man that owns, I said 150 earlier, I think the number's closer to 200 companies is what he owns, and, um, or his, his investment firm does. And, uh, but everybody knows the name, and everybody knows who he is, and, and he, he influences everything. Right. He influences everything. And so. how old is Warren now? He's God, I would say he's your grandpa's yeah, age, I was 85, say 80, 85, 86. So this was uh, five or six years ago you were working mm-hmm. for him, so he was still pretty involved with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just amazes me mm-hmm. that, um, that, that that. So, um, I, I'll, I, One of the best advice I ever got was from a guy uh, there, and I'll make this real quick, but – uh, he came in his offices. Um, he had a prime, he had a main office in Chicago. A lot of people know that Buffett works out of Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know how many people know that, but that's where he works out of. And then he's got a main office in Chicago, and had a guy from one of these Chicago offices at my plant. And uh, I was giving him the tour, and he he said, "Yeah, he said things are looking good here. He said you made some nice improvements." And I said, "Yeah, I said I'm I'm a little bit concerned about our top line revenue this year. I'm really working on that." And he looked at me and he goes. You, he said, let me give you a little bit of advice. And I said, what's that? And he goes, we don't really give a shit about your top line revenue. We care about your bottom line revenue. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, was, uh, that, that kind of stuck with me. It doesn't really matter what your top line is as long as your bottom line's growing. So yeah, right. that's, that's kind of what, what I've tried to, to do everywhere. So, so uh, we covered this a little bit in the podcast with Mom. But uh, basically, you moved back to Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, my previous business partner, and I built the Derby Market yep. building. Uh, you and my mother leased it and run the, the Derby Market. That's uh, right. Since then, uh, you and mom, and for layman's terms, have bought Josh out. So now we're all mm-hmm. intertwined in, in that. So I'm uh, partners with Dirt Perfect. Can you, you believe go. that? Yeah, look at me go. <laughs> I tell you what, the pinnacle of my career right now. <laughs> Boy, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> It's got a nice ring to it, though. It does. Yeah, you it know, does. It, it almost makes me want to go back whenever we first met Barry and I in his candle warmer. Like, did you ever think at that time you'd no. work for two famous people? <laughs> One of them would be me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can I can honestly say. I brag about the Warren Buffett. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd mention me. You don't want me to say I left left Warren Buffett. Yeah, to I, come, I, I come think you're gonna get to, like, yeah. what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. So it might help your reputation, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a lost cause for starters, but. But, uh, but no, it's been, uh, you know, coming full circle, it's been a pretty cool family dynamic. We talked with mom, you know, my brother's here in Derby. Uh, you got one son that's still close. The other one's actually mm-hmm. jumped the pond. Yep. I got and, a son uh, in Europe. Yeah. But, um, and he actually still works for the Aaron's Lawnmower. He does. He does. Uh, but um, it's, it's, it's it turned into a pretty cool little family dynamic, you know, with the uh, running the family store. And, uh, of course, mom and Barry did a good job with that. And you're as centrally located to our family operations as possible mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> here in Derby. And uh, I hate to jinx anything, but everything seems to be going, going pretty well. So. Well, it is. I mean, we, in terms of uh, taking over the Harris side of the Simon Harris uh, operation, I mean, now we, we have a company that, that um, Michael and Jenna and Michael's wife and, and, Michael's mother and I own. It's called Derby Properties, and you really don't know it, but he's outvoted. But we'll just let him play along. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I should refresh that. 
honestly, that's not true because that particular business buries the brains of the operation. And I, just, <laughs> I go with whatever Barry says because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it, it the, but the Derby Market side of things is it, it was just something to keep us busy. That's, right. That was yeah. the intent. And we, how's we, that working for you? Well, it, it's successful from that <laughs> perspective. It's keeping us busy, but we've also got a really, uh, a really nice little community here and it's been well received in the community and, and we're growing or we're growing more than I could have ever imagined really. And, and the business is doing really well. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know for nobody that's ever visited Derby. It's uh, it's one of those places you've you've experienced it firsthand, Jason. It's a place you can't really explain. You just kind of got to experience. You just suck it up and realize you're going to move here. <laughs> that's basically. But what I uh, it's it, it's technically a touristy town. Uh, but there's not for the no, ones that know about it. For the ones, yeah. that, but but there's no tourist attractions here other than the river and the scenery. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, tucked away. We get a lot of jeepers and motorcycles through. We got a lot of local cabins, you know, on the river yeah. and. And then the local business, the community itself is growing a little bit. So the local business through the, the off-season months is more than enough to mm-hmm. keep these guys uh, keep these guys in check. Well, you guys well, got we, a really big internet celebrity here, too. Well, that two helps. Two two helps. Way. It, yeah, it, <laughs> well, yeah, that one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, every, I mean, more times than you would think, we have people coming into the Derby market and saying, I thought that that dirt perfect guy was here. I had to come by and see the place, you know, so... <laughs> Um, but one of the things that we have in Derby, for the people that might wonder about it, we have the Ohio River. And the Ohio River is is just an an, an amazing natural resource. Well, in the stretch of Ohio River we live on, it's probably the most beautiful stretch of Ohio yeah. River, period. There's very little industry. It's wide open fields. It's right. natural cliff sides. Eagles, uh, uh, yeah. all kinds of wildlife. It's It's really... Really so, a nice um, spot. You know, some people think of the Ohio River, they think of the metropolitan areas and the industry and all that stuff. It's nothing like that. Right. Yeah. Nothing like that here. I mean, really for 50 or 60 miles from basically uh, Rocky Point up through the south side of Louisville, there's nothing. Right. One yeah. rock was one rock quarry on the river that I can think of. You know, the yeah. rest of it's just uh, a natural, natural stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully that fills in some gaps for you guys. We're rolling in on our hour here, Barry. I appreciate you sitting down wow it's been an hour thank you guys um i hope it, hope it was worth the time yeah hopefully we didn't harass you too bad yeah yeah so <laughs> uh just a reminder we're all on all uh mainstream podcasting platforms now yep still uh posting to our youtube channel as well yep and uh anybody wants to contact us for suggestions or possible guests we got the uh yahoo account a few a few points from perfect at yahoo.com yep so thanks for listening guys see us thank you guys Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.